You have entered the place of no return. This is our new Twilight Zone podcast. Welcome to the place of no return. <laughs> I think you were expecting we're me like, to do that. We're returning to the, the place of no return. We're talking about a traveler. A comma traveler. Mm-hmm. Episode four. About basketball? What's this about? Traveling. <laughs> yes. Foul ball. Dunk <laughs> Episode four of the Twilight Zone series. Mm-hmm. Yes. You can find on CBS All Access. Access. Or all of it. Listen to this show and you don't have to watch anything. There right. you go. Yeah. Because we over explain it. it. Yeah, we're going to way explain We're going to bring it. We're going to bring it to you. Bring this, it? The this listener. episode needs some explaining. You think so? Oh. Of course. I, I, it, it, took, I, it took two views before I was were, like, I kind of think I know what's There were a happening. bunch of references I saw but didn't get. So yeah. I needed I needed to come here so that Andy Moldy could explain them to oh, me because I'm well, sure there are uh, references. There, there's a lot of um, but I know I things got, being represented by other things. Yeah. What's that called? Re- representation. Symbolism. <laughs> yeah, symbol, symbolism. <laughs> okay. Like a, like a drummer. Symbolism. There were drummers in this? No. Well, Maybe. <laughs> Does anyone know how this uh, show starts off, this episode? Yes. So, the episode takes place in Alaska. Yes. The main character is an Inuit. Mm-hmm. Yuka. Which is... Inuit state trooper. Yeah. hmm And she is taking in a person who is drunk. Uh-huh. To put him in jail. And he's complaining about Christmas music. Yeah. And Christmas in general. Mm-hmm. And just how it doesn't, like match up with his because he's native american yep he's, he's inuit to, as well he's supposed yes. to be and so you find out quickly that this is her brother that mm-hmm. she's taking in yep and it's actually but like why is he she's she's yeah did they that. ever explain why they why she's taking him in <laughs> yes but I, I can't tell if you're being she, sarcastic or she, not she, no she, I, did, she does kind of because no because the, the every town, year the, the town doesn't really have a lot of people mm-hmm. who commit crimes right and every year the sheriff pardons Pardon one person yeah. there you go and so I think it was kind of her duty to pick someone up to be part But I was just wondering if they ever said actually what she was arresting him for. I knew it was like just like a pretense no, essentially to get him there. Mm-hmm. But, just okay. maybe he was drunken and disorderly or something. Yeah, but not really. Because they kept saying like it was because he was drunk or whatever. It, but... it was something basic. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And so it's Christmas Eve. They're throwing a big Christmas party mm-hmm. at the station. Yep. The whole town of eight people are there. <laughs> we get a Here Comes Santa Claus. There's a couple of Christmas songs mm-hmm. in this. I'll get into that more later. You played a couple for me. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I played, played the one. About... I played yeah, the I, one. I feel yeah. like the one. I feel like this town had like as many state troopers as they had townspeople. Like this party, like well, I mean, I'm sure it's some of them like mayor. But there was like there was like at least six police in there, and I was like, there's a few. I've watched that show on History Channel. There's only like one trooper Alaska every troopers. like hundred square miles or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right, so at the party, and they don't like specifically say it up front, but like the mayor's there, a couple yeah. of uh, people who town, run mm-hmm. like construction, important progress. people in the town, yeah, sort of town people. leaders are there. Yeah. Exactly. The brother says something that I thought was interesting. He says, "Unless you're the lead sled dog, your views all the same." How can you stand working for that lying sack of shit every day? Ah, <sighs> it's tough, Jack. Just the sound of his voice makes me want to punch something. Yeah, well, unless you're the lead sled dog. Guess the view is pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah, and that comes back because a traveler says that, and I'm I'm still like not sure why he was saying that, what that means exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but like, does she want to be top of the totem pole? 
is everyone kind of saying that, but she's not really saying that herself. Mm-mm. No, well, this goes. This plays into sort of one of the one of the many themes for the entire episode, which is like, like, what do you want for Christmas? Was sort of a question that a lot of people get asked. And what do you want for Christmas, Andy? Just my two front teeth, Brad. Oh, well. <laughs> still missing those. I know yeah, you've it's asked been that every years, year, and you know I'm never gonna play hockey again. Okay, <laughs> the duct tape's working real well though. <laughs> they, look like notice, yeah. they look like teeth. They look like teeth. Look like teeth. I don't know why you picked black though. <laughs> Well, it looks like his normal other teeth. I, don't know. Teeth? I figured they'd, they'd be like Brad's glasses, and where you know, well, you know, you switch from black to white or white to black, and it you wouldn't notice matter. after a while. <laughs> but agree. everyone seems to I notice the black it. teeth. I don't know. <laughs> I see right through it. Essentially, over the course of the episode, you her essential like what what the traveler kind of taunts her with was that she should be in charge, that she should be the top, like yeah. she should replace the lead the sled dog. Yes, the lead sled dog. So it's sort of foreshadowing, I think, kind of setting that up. A bunch of foreshadowing sense. in there. They see a light in the sky as soon as I get to the police they office. Do. Yep. And they There's a little alien statue. And they reference and they're like, mm, this is for you, Yuka. Like this alien or this thing is for you that's coming after you or something like that. Mm-hmm. What were you saying about the statue? There's just like a lot of close ups of uh, things in this episode. One yeah. is a little alien. Right. And they also show. They the showed the talking tiny Tina, talking Tina. They doll. showed the, the yeah. gremlin, the and the little gremlin. The gremlin. They showed the gremlin, the and then the girl doll is the talking Tina doll from the original. And there was episode. there was wrapping paper that had like a dummy on it, but and I was wondering if that was an original series reference. Mm-hmm. And I don't know enough. I can't about remember it. the episode, but there is a one with a dummy, and the dummy basically talks for the ventriloquist. And it's okay, like they have this like thing going together interesting okay yeah i i was like that's gotta be a reference to something there's an anthony anthony hopkins movie called magic which i've seen did we watch that together no i saw it on my own (laughs) that's weird (laughs) that movie's so obscure (laughs) well i i was looking up like old anthony hopkins movie Mm -hmm. and that movie came across somehow Hmm. and um what's uh burgess meredith Meredith. is in it too yeah it's a it's an odd weird movie that i really actually enjoyed yeah Hmm. It, it um the reason why I saw it is because people talked a lot about it, and they, they it's a, liked it. It's an it. odd little mannequin movie, if that's up your alley. Hmm. Did you notice their badges? I thought they were really cool. They had, like, a bear, like, crawling on, like, the, the badge, top oh, of the I badge. Didn't, I didn't even think oh, to look. Oh, I didn't look. see it. It was really cute. They, I, mean, <laughs> I they liked looked, it. They looked enough of, like, the what Trooper Trooper remember of what yeah, the Alaska Trooper badge was. So mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. I didn't even think to look, really. And we didn't really say, like, a couple of the actors in here. Um, we have Steven Yu. Yoon? Yoon. Yoon, yes. Playing the Traveler. Uh-huh. And then we have... My boy, Greg Kinnear. Greg Kinnear is the lead sheriff. The captain, yeah. The captain. He's... I love that dude. He's so good in everything. He's good in your dreams. You keep talking about... Yeah. I yeah. Have, Wait, have you, have you, have you been watching my dreams? You watching my dreams? Him. Are you reading my dream journal? <laughs> you, keep set, you keep photocopying. Yeah, you, I'm you, emailing you, it to I was going to say, me. I keep emailing it to you. Google Drive. Yeah. Actually, I'm never giving you my fax machine. None number. of you give me feedback on it. That's why I keep emailing it to you. <laughs> Well, I don't just I should just disconnect that fax. I don't know why I still have that. <laughs> yeah. And the only thing you get is that fan fiction. Oh my god, something's yeah. coming in right now. <laughs> Ooh, this it's is Morris a, code. Fan fiction as good as it gets. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> as okay as it got. <laughs> Andy Hubert creeps into Greg Kinnear's room. Didn't even use the character's name. Okay. Yes. <laughs> He's the hell of hunt in this situation. Hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because it gets. <laughs> oh man. So stuck on you. So we we've arrived at the police station. She brings her brother in and takes him back to lockup. Yeah, she just puts him in a jail in cell, a cell and then they go back to the party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Greg Kinnear gives a kind of this 
long speech about why he loves Christmas and white people are the best. Yeah, it's a very racist speech about how white people are meant to be there. Which has sort of been a theme through most of these episodes. A lot of these episodes have have dealt with issues of, of race as well as like colonization and things like that as well. So this kind yeah. of continues a thread I think they've been setting up throughout this mm-hmm. series. And I'm really curious to see how much all these episodes end up tying together in the end. I definitely think they're setting up like a, a world and a story arc for the entire series. It's starting I, to feel like they kind of take around something. the same year, same time. Yeah. Well, and I was yeah. wondering about that too. I was, I, I didn't go back to look at all of them, but I remember the, like the, the, the plane episode took place uh, in October. This one takes place at Christmas. I was kind of almost wondering if there might even be a consecutive like timeline, but then uh, the, the rewind one doesn't, well, they're in the South. You might not know, but I don't know what time that actually takes Fall, place. In. Because Fall because, school. yeah, so it might be, yeah, around the same time. I'm curious to know if there's actually, like, a timeline. For oh, maybe. Episodes. I think you're Every actually month. onto something. And I've already, oh, yeah. I've already jumped ahead a little bit. Because mm-hmm. January. And the, I'm starting yeah. to uh, okay. see some patterns. Yeah. Well, and because on the plain up? one, they have the magazine of Camille from the first episode, mm-hmm. so yeah. he's already famous in that one too. So it is kind of all they live sequential. I think this whole you think month series month takes almost? place in the mm. same world, the same yeah. universe. Maybe even like around the same year. I know the fourth episode feels like it's like takes over a long course of time, but hmm. yes, or the fifth episode. I was gonna say this one didn't feel like that at all. Yes, the fifth. The fifth yes, one, the but... fifth does take over take over a lot longer time. Yeah. Well, even mm-hmm. the sixth takes over even longer. Interesting. Yeah. So he does his speech, and there's, I, I guess, what's her name again? You? Uh, Yuka. Yuka. Yeah. She's um, the only non-white person I think that works in this town. Right. And so it's she's always kind of like Greg Kinnear. The way he treats her, he just he treats her like someone different. Yeah, he's high and mighty. He's he's full of himself. He definitely feels very self-important. Kind he, of. He feels like he needs to give a speech, even though no one wanted this speech to happen. Right, and then he needs to pardon this person. Got, yeah, he makes it's always it's a, a big deal, and he is always like, "Oh, it's tradition. I'm just the nicest guy." It's like the only thing going on in the town, like all year round, is him pardoning a prisoner. Yes, right. It's, it's the big thing for everyone to come in and see. Yeah, and and Yuka is just following orders. She's just directed all the time, like, "Hey, go do this thing and do that thing, and go right. pick up this person," and mm-hmm. she just does it. Although she's not real like happy to do those things, right? To be, like, she's treated sort of the way that she's doing her being job. Treated. She seems to resent mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So anyway, he he tells her to go like, okay, go get the um, go get the person I'm gonna pardon. Mm-hmm. She like goes down, and this is where she goes to get her brother, but just two cells over. Now all of a sudden, there's a man in a pinstripe suit, snazzy suit, and he is sitting in the cell, and he wants to be pardoned. He came all the way there. He also has giant shoes. Giant long, shoes. long giant witch shoes. They're long. Oh my like, god! He had like <laughs> he had like little Peter big, Pan, big old wingtips. Yeah, yeah. He had like little pity like, Peter like Pan boots. Three feet long. Oh my god. Yep. He had a couple weird things. He's the agro traveler. That's his thing. That's yeah. He says he legally changed his name so that his name is like first initial A, a and last name Traveler. Mm-hmm. I'm actually a uh, an extreme tourist. It's a thing. Have you heard about? It? Mayor put you two up to this? Don't look at me. <laughs> no, I actually have my own YouTube channel. It's called the Agro Traveler's Bucket List. I legally had my name changed in California to A Traveler. <laughs> I visit the hardest places to get to. Most people, they end up on Thanksgiving at Montage Kapalua Bay, and they're like, I should have gone to Iglac, Alaska to be pardoned by Captain Lane Pendleton on Christmas Eve. Duh. 
And he's even got the identification from California to prove it. Right. Mm-hmm. And he explains that he's like a YouTuber. He's like a, he does a, a travel blog. Yeah. Exactly. Or travel mm-hmm. vid, like channel. And so he's he's documenting all these places that you just have like on a bucket list. They places you got to visit that are just weird, obscure, out of the way places. Yep. Right. He name, he names off a couple of them. Mm-hmm. But- I was wondering if some of those might be references to other Twilight Zones as well. I didn't catch any of them really, but. I think there was Someone one jump, about talking like, about jumping off a bridge was one of them. Mm. I think at some place, and that climbing top of a mountain is another one. But I couldn't, I, I didn't catch them. Those don't really sound familiar. Hmm. They could be. They might be. There might also be references to the production, like maybe it's something that like a director or a writer did in a previous thing too. Because I know they've had. Oh yeah, a lot it's, of those it's directed by hmm. I forget her name, but she directed A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Okay, that makes sense because one of the movies it pans over a stack of tapes. Girl Walks Home Alone at Night is one of them, but it looks like it's Home Alone because the a girl and oh, at night <laughs> are like funny. crammed in the sides, <laughs> so like it yeah. rolls up a stack of what look like kind of classic christmas movies almost but like the middle one is like I, is not i what think i thought think it, it said home alone it, it it's supposed to look like that for sure wow okay that's a little fun easter egg I, mm-hmm. but it's our cool. first female director and the twilight zone original series only had one female director oh my god that wow. I, I looked up yeah one episode that's crazy way to go <laughs> of, the, of the original 60s she was <laughs> way ahead of her time so he he starts creating a story that he Broke into the cell mm-hmm. just so he could be pardoned yep. because apparently this is a big deal that the sheriff pardons one person every year mm-hmm. and yeah. everybody's so excited. Yeah, he, he like creates this sort of like subgenre of of travel enthusiasts who are well, he calls them all like agro travelers. It sounds like that's what he says. Like this this subgroup of of travel sure. yeah. f- aficionados called agro travelers who. And like, yeah, in in that group, it's totally a big thing to come get pardoned by mm-hmm. Captain Jack or Pendleton. Whatever his name. Pendleton, yeah, which seems kind of ridiculous because this has never come up before. We can only do yes. it one time a year, I guess. So, but see, that plays into one of the and again the big run, one of the big running themes for the episode is is what you choose to believe. Meet Sergeant Yukamangiak, a woman with a knack for detecting the most subtle of mysteries. On this night. A night of the most powerful of myths. That skill will be tested like never before. She's about to learn that the truth can take many different forms depending on how you look at it. Because tonight, Sergeant Yuka's vantage point is at the very heart of the Twilight Zone. So the, yes. the captain chooses to believe that this is true because he, he likes to it. it immediately. Yeah, yeah. he likes it. Well, he it gets, makes him feel he gets good. sweetened up real, real nice. Oh yes, mm-hmm. a traveler compliments him all over the place. Yep, about he throws the best Christmas parties and the think that he's pardoning is like world renowned and, and it'd, Kinnear, such a, it'd be such an honor to be pardoned mm-hmm. by. by and him. Greg Kinnear is like, oh, I'm so happy. Thank you. Yep, mm-hmm. come out of that jail cell maybe and hang shoot, out. Maybe with shoot us a video party. with me. Even. Yeah, mm-hmm. would it be okay if I shot a video? Yeah, go ahead. It's fine. He's got a weird cell phone. Yes. He, he had a translucent cell phone. Yeah, and it was like curvy. And it was yep. really long. Bumpy. And he, long. he explains it as, as saying that it's a Russian-designed cell phone. Russians a beta, beta a prototype yep. kind of thing. Russians don't design anything. They only steal things. <laughs> wow. Is what Greg Kinnear says. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um so he yeah. goes to the party. And Yuka's skeptical this whole time. Yeah. She's looking at him like, nah, dog, come well, he, on. He has a license. He hands her a license and she yep. goes to look it up. She goes mm-hmm. to run it for warrants, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she also she also calls anything. like the local hotel to ask if anyone has checked in that matches his description. Yeah. Nope. 
Nothing. So his story doesn't really seem to be checking out. Mm-hmm. Right. So but he, but it's not really doesn't seem believable. Right. But they they her. wheel him. The sheriff wheels him out in what I thought was a really neat shot where he like literally wheels him like almost on a dolly out mm-hmm. to the shot to the to the party and is like, here's the guy. And <laughs> they all immediately start liking a traveler. Mm-hmm. He endears himself to all of them like the way he did to the, the captain. And yep. he, he continues to butter up the captain by going like, hey, like. Well, the captain asked him, like, can you maybe, like, shoot one of your videos for your mm-hmm. channel with me in it? And he immediately is like, oh, I love that. And mm-hmm. then, like, starts doing this whole video blog about yeah, how excited he is to be there and he's about to get pardoned. And, mm-hmm. and so he's, like, buttering everybody up and he's making them all feel like they're 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 bigger than their little world in mm-hmm. Alaska. What's it yes. called? A- Ankalak? Kakalak? Do you, the, do you remember the name of the city? I don't. Something like that. Ankalak or... Ankalak, yeah. Kakalak? I don't know what it is. <laughs> but this is the most, like, busy, fun thing that's happened in ever Yeah, in they, they, they established that, like, basically this town revolves around a local Air Force radar station. Yeah. Which is big. Um, that's a big piece. Be- they're so close to this Air Force station mm-hmm. that it eventually comes in later mm-hmm. that there's some other... Pieces yeah, of well, and they talk about like the the the, pl- the police station keeps losing power, and they keep saying it's all oh, it's because of the radar station. They keep taking all the power. We don't have enough for the town, mm-hmm. essentially. So there's sort of like and there's like some plans and the to world get, building like, on their for their own area. Grid or yeah, well, like that's that. like the that mayor's kind of running. Day, yeah, yeah, it's like, like a small little fight about... between the mayor and the guy running the construction, mm-hmm. or one of the guys that was bidding to do the the construction. Yeah, everyone's having fun at this party, but Yuka. Yes, mm-hmm. the traveler she, even she doesn't like it. Confronts it. Greg Kinnear like knights him with something like a hockey stick or something weird and fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's, they, yeah, they play it up real fun. Having and, a good time. It's a holiday party. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's singing and everything and like getting people like talking. But a traveler notices that Yuka still doesn't really believe him. No. Mm-hmm. And so he's like trying to he's he's going over there like, hey, I just got pardoned and like he directly says like you don't you don't you don't, you like don't me. believe yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he makes like a, I think, an offhand comment too about like, oh, I just flew over from the North Pole or something. Like, uh, you know, he said he just came from Russia. Mm-hmm. Yes, six hour he train says that ride. Too. He, to- he rode the oh, train yeah, Siberian six railway, Siber- six yep. day train ride. Mm-hmm. Um, and but yeah, he talks and he, he says he even has, uh, I think, a present for yeah, her. Yeah, the thing that she wanted most for Christmas. I got mm-hmm. it for you. But she doesn't. She, she doesn't says pass. Like, yeah, she doesn't even want to know what it is. Nope, she doesn't care. She doesn't trust him. She eventually, like, I don't know if this happens right after, but she talks to her brother about this. And she, yeah, like, she goes to bring him a plate of food. You, it does happen like right after. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. like what, what, uh, if, what, what's the biggest thing that I want for Christmas? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the one thing I want for Christmas? And then he, her brother says to be like one of them. Meaning not like her to be white. heritage, but to be like, yeah, yeah, the white townsfolk out there celebrating and kind of mm-hmm. disregarding the, the Inuit culture. Yeah. It didn't feel like a strong theme in the story, I, and I didn't really see how it played in with the storyline. Yeah, I line. thought I thought his delivery of that line also. I didn't. It didn't drive the point home. I think the way it should have. There's a lot of things made like that and just kind of left lingering and not hammered home. Yeah, yeah. A lot definitely. of like a little bit pounded in nails, but only a few of them like really get pounded. And that's in. that's the that's the issue with this episode. It kind of like lays out a lot of stuff, but it doesn't really like define what actually happens yes. or what is happening. I think the overall and you have to assume a lot. Yeah. Well, we can talk about the end, but cuz yeah, there's definitely I think that I think we probably all feel the same way about I think the end of the episode. So I think yeah. it would be good to yeah, l- to talk about a little more show. to go here. Yeah, we're close. Um so Stephen Yoon is singing karaoke. Mm-hmm. He's singing The Man with a Bag, little Santa song. Mm-hmm. And the power keeps going out. Yeah. 
and he gets kind of like frustrated or just like his demeanor changes mm-hmm. and he starts to tell people secrets secrets about, about the themselves town. yeah the first one is that jack yuka's brother stole a bunch of tools and hit him in his car back at the bar yeah oh right because yuka says like hey i promised my brother he'd be pardoned so that he could come to this party like mm-hmm. the only reason why i brought him in was so you could pardon mm-hmm. pardon him and like, steven was like no you should you definitely can't you shouldn't guy. pardon this he guy. did something illegal and so he he says some story like you stole these tools. Mm-hmm. So two people immediately leave the the place to go check. Yeah, yeah, check his car for the tools. And this kind of stops the party because he continues to like tell more lies. Yeah, he starts people, to just like throw out or not lies. Well, some stories, some I mean. are lies and some I didn't mean are lies. Yeah, sorry, like rumors stories, almost. Yeah. yeah, about how the mayor did this corrupt thing to like sell energy. Yeah, the mayor picked a bid that wasn't like the lowest bid, mm-hmm. but it was from like from a Russian company to build something at the Air Force Base as opposed to like the local construction guy who had the best bid. Right, right, because the one guy did have the lowest bid. Yeah. And so those but two he wasn't now are chosen. Yeah, he didn't know. So oh, another guy says he's like behind on his child support payments. Right. Then he calls that a lie. Yep. It's like you're totally wrong. And then another person's like cheating on a lady. Her yeah, husband. some woman's yeah, cheating on her husband. I think so. And now, so now you start to get like they start to kind of sow seeds of paranoia amongst the townspeople. So this is where it almost kind of starts getting into the 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 classic. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, where the monster or. The, the monsters, monsters on co- Maple Street. Uh, yeah, yeah, monsters on Maple Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this episode sort of felt like a mishmash of that, and then the uh, wheel the real, real Martian, Martian please, which up. is yep. one of the only few episodes I do remember. That's good a really for good you, one. man. I was gonna say when <laughs> yeah. I started watching half this episode, I was like, oh, it's so much like this, and then like it took a different turn. I was like, oh, it's not like that yes. anymore. It's a kind of mixing those two together. So this does, I think, it does a good job here of making everyone suddenly start to really look at each other and be like they, they like literally start fighting in the mm-hmm. station so they, they yell at the each captain other. kicks them all out he's like party over out of here get out of here yeah because like where uh, um will the real martian please stand up that episode's great it starts off with a giant snowstorm there's mm-hmm. a bus the bus has some type of accident and or it breaks down and so all of the people on the bus go to this diner yeah but one of them's a Martian. Mm-hmm. And so like that's the premise of the episode. It's so great to watch. And yes. I was like, this is kind of similar. I love that episode because the ending of that episode when I first saw it, which like blew my mind. <laughs> it is great. And I love it. It. A, it is one of the best It's so twists. good. It's a great episode. And that's oh, kind of the benefit of doing the hour longs. I guess you can just take bits and pieces from a lot of Twilight Zones and make them one. Absolutely. Yes. So you're not totally like honing and just doing one. Yeah. And well, why I'm not? not? I'm not sure if I like one or the other, but... It's an interesting, different change for this to right. do on the And I'm also glad that they're not doing direct remakes of episodes. Yes. Yeah, I, just don't, I don't think that's little, little the right peppers. way to go. I think it's good to have those references. I think it's excellent. And I like technically every episode so far has been shot awesomely. And I mm. think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I've been enjoying that. It's like kind of like episodes, but with a different take. And so those have been fun. So everyone's gone, but Yuka, a traveler, Captain Pendleton, and the brother. Mm-hmm. He gets a report back that they checked out Jack's car and there's no tools. Yeah, in. he was lying. It was a lie. Yeah, and he's like, why would you lie about that? And like, if it was true, like, how would you know that? Mm-hmm. So they put him and back in the cell. if you did know cell. that, you'd have something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, all these questions that, like, don't make sense. Like, Greg Kinnear's starting to go, like, I don't really know if this guy's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. This guy's kind of odd. Right. So here Kinnear is, yeah, starting to turn on him. He's like, what the heck? First, you made everyone mad and kind of ruined the Christmas party that I love. Yeah, we were mm-hmm. bros, dog. Yeah, and then you told this lie. Like, 
what the heck? So they start kind of grilling him about why he's here, who he is, and like where he's from. And they and put all him stuff. back in jail because they're they're freaked out about who this guy is. They and he's yeah. he's telling them stories like, oh, I'm, I work for the FBI. The FBI. FBI. Yeah. Yeah. His story keeps changing. He says like, I'm here to investigate like local <laughs> corruption, basically. And like, the, the captain's like, against who? And he's like, he gives like this sort of smile, like you know, Here's he's not saying, but he's kind of almost implying it's the captain. Yes, um, and here's where things start to get confusing in the mm-hmm. episode. And this is where I got lost. <laughs> so there's some storyline where Greg Kinnear is selling. He has done it. He has sold. He is selling secrets information to the yeah. Russians yeah. across the sea. And he actually has done that. Yep. How do you know that? Because he is there at the station. You could even says so. So going back a little bit, they notice something off with the traveler. They see a little snail antenna. Yeah, they walk for like a split second. They walk back. Yeah, I, I really true. like that they don't like. It was hard to see. Like when, when that first <laughs> yeah. happened, I was like, "What did they see?" I like. I was like barely. Yeah, there watching, was some there's, there's two blurry like, aliens. It happens happening. for a second. See, so, mm-hmm. yeah, two little like antennas, and yeah, all suddenly they're both like, "What the f?" And yeah, did you see that? Mm-hmm. Did you see that? <laughs> and even saying? even Jack the brother sees. It. He's like, "Yeah, I saw a little two mm-hmm. little antennas on his head. What the heck?" <laughs> So when Steven Yoon confronts him with the information that he knows he's been selling secrets, Greg Kinnear calls him a liar, but then leaves the station. And then as soon as he leaves, his story changes again, where he says, like, if you put Captain Pendleton, if you go get him and capture him, you end up being the captain of the station. I'll yeah, get you so, what you want. Yeah, he says the specific secret is that, like, the location of the of the power station essentially yeah. for the base which is like this disguised as like a shed on the outside and if the power station goes down then that part of the they won't have the radar at the, the air force base air force so if someone were going to invade that's something they would take they out attack first. take out that thing so it's supposed to be classified and no one's supposed to know where it is and the yeah the implication is that he sold the information about that power station to the, to the, russians. To the russians so they do know and the question's posed, he's running there to either he thinks tell someone's, the Russians, He thinks someone's going to try and attack or the power station, Americans. I think. I think Steven Yoon says that his informant will be waiting for him at the yeah. grid. Mm-hmm. So you better go meet him. Oh, okay, yeah, and yeah, Like, yeah. Greg Kinnear is like, I don't know, I still don't know what you're talking about, but I'm, I'm going to go take off anyway. Right. And Steven Yoon was like, well, if he went there to meet this Russian informant, I was right. Mm-hmm. And he was. <laughs> yeah, but there yeah. was no Russian informant. Because he lied, Stephen. You lied about that. He lied that about part. that. He lied about that part, right? So after but he, he, didn't, so, he did not lie yeah. about Greg Kinnear selling out that. Mm-hmm. The part I got confused about is he he said to to Yuka that she didn't have to go, and I thought like he was saying like if you don't go, like you can you can be the the. He almost directly the, gives her essentially an offer. I don't really. I didn't so understand. So he the says offer. to her, he's like, he's like, you don't. She's like, look, he's going. And he's about to get busted for this issue. He's uh-huh. like, you can stay right here. I like you. Mm-hmm. I think you, and I think you deserve to be in charge around mm-hmm. here. I think you yep. deserve to be the captain. You let him go and get busted, and then you get to be the captain. I think, and so, and but that's kind of where to stop him from going there at all. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's like saying, you know, don't even try to stop him. But he also implies too that. I don't know if it's here or maybe in like a few minutes, but like that, the he they didn't actually know where the power station was, but he's the the captain leaving to go there. They're essentially following him to find the location, so they mm-hmm. knew he knew it, and then made him go there to lead them to it. 
That's what took me a while to get to. Yes. That's so what it's I sort of, again, it's, it's lies on lies, and it's kind of layered of, of deception. And again, coming back to oh, it, everything hinges on what each character chooses to believe is true and mm-hmm. what they cho- what they are skeptical about. Because he's kind of pointing out that people are like strategically skeptical about all this information. The stuff that they want to be true, they're like, yes, I believe you. And then the stuff right. that they don't like, they're like, how could you ever? That Of course, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Right, which like a long time ago, Brad, you had said like this is kind of like the fake news. Yeah, it's episode. The, it's the fake news yes. episode. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you believe the fake news you want to believe, and you deny the ones you don't. Mm-hmm. Right, which is but, confirmation bias. Yeah, is basically what that is. Right, and and the the we should mention the opening, the uh, Jordan Peele opening for this episode specifically talks about uh, Yuka having an. Uh, strong ability to detect know, the detect truth. deception mm-hmm. essentially and uh, he she's going to need to like essentially be on her like best game in like the twilight zone here and so that's kind of where she's sort of presented with this option of like do you believe what this dude's saying that like the captain's about to get busted and that she deserves to be in charge and that she will be the one like he likes her and they're, they're going to make sure that she gets to be captain and she has to kind of wrestle with whether she likes that idea or if she still doesn't believe him. Like, she has yeah. it all the time. I don't get it, though. Like, if she stays, she could be captain. But if she goes, what's going to happen? She tries to stop the captain. That she's going to try and, and stop gonna, the captain. And, and so he still. won't get caught for having done and all everything this will stuff go back or to something. Or she's, okay. or she's helping him cover okay. it up, and so she's still not going to be there. But mm-hmm. I didn't really get that because she followed him there to arrest him. After the fact. Like, right. she, like she wanted him just not to go there that, at all. I didn't all. originally yes. get that she was following him to stop him. Yeah, the plan changed. I didn't changed. understand that. Yeah, well, it she changes. was constantly trying to call him. I think there's even a moment in the car where he does yep. get a hold of him for a second. She turn, He turns off his like, radio. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, D- just come back. Just don't oh, go there. It's you're a lie. right. She does say, don't go. Mm-hmm. Okay. She tries to stop him. I think, him. I yeah. thought I, okay, I just assumed she was going there to arrest him. No. But like I didn't really get like her, she was trying to prevent. Yeah, him her hand from was forced when he ended up going there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There was also people fighting in the streets. That was like a yeah. Thing that so the, came yeah, up. the town oh, that, that was, those were the town. same people. Yeah, from in, the party. Were, yeah. So that's where the other deputies. They were like the continuing troopers to fight. Are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this was interesting because yeah, he, he originally presents her with the, the the plan of you know if you don't stop him he'll get caught and you'll be in charge, and she likes that idea but she's not fully buying it. So then. Suddenly, his story shifts to well. Now he's leading us to this thing, and I'm actually like a not good person. Mm-hmm. Like suddenly, his story shifts again to where he's like, oh, actually, I'm with like like Russian intelligence or something like that, and there he's leading us right to this place that we needed to know about. So you'd you'd like better go and stop him from yeah showing us this thing, and that's when she decides to actually go get him and stop him. Right. He knew what I was. I did nothing but lie to you. Only once I said something that might benefit you, you chose to ignore it. See, that's not why. You willingly accepted the lie. It's worse. And now it's too late. not too late right which that also like adds to my confusion like i well steven yoon was going to say whatever he could to make her was basically just trying to get her to believe one of his lies and she kept consistently up until that point had just been so skeptical and not believing him yes 
And so he was, he just, whatever he thought might work was what he was going to tell them. The issue is simply that everything he told worked on everybody else, like right away. But like they were, but she was the one that was like, no, until a certain point, essentially almost. Yeah. And like, and the other thing too, is like, he was offering, uh, lies that people liked, mm-hmm. but like the moment that he offered something that worked in her favor, she didn't accept it. Like yeah. she could be the captain. No, mm-hmm. she's not going to accept that. She's going to go try and stop this guy. Right. Which I think he, like, mentioned in that moment. Like, you're not buying into this. Like, why not? Right. This is exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You could be, you could like, be the slut, this is everything lead you've ever dog wanted, or whatever right? it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and that's where he brings... Yeah, you're right. He brings back the lead sled dog. Which references analogy. the fact that, like, he heard their conversation, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. or or maybe he can read their mind or something. Yeah, I'm yes. not sure what the powers of the alien are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He can transform from to, into a human, but... Yep, and, but, he, and he transforms into a large alien And he's great well. at karaoke. Yes. And he's great <laughs> at karaoke. Yeah. Real good. Right. <laughs> but... So, and then... Okay, they arrive at that station. Yeah, the little shed. The little shed. She starts to arrest him, but then all of a sudden... Well, she confronts him, yeah. Yeah, she confronts him Mm -hmm. and basically says, like, how could you do this? Like, what's the deal? Uh, What does he... He says what seemed like a very dramatic line. I can't even remember the the words now. Because he... I didn't write it down. I don't know. I'll play it here. Oh, really, Yuka? Out here? Now? You're here. So the traveler wasn't lying about what you did. You came to meet your Russian contacts and tipped them off. Let me guess. You're getting my job. Is that what he told you? Yeah, Yeah, see? We choose to believe it. There it is. <laughs> that was what he said. Mm-hmm. That was great. So um, he said that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then she is probably going to take him in anyway, or just, she wants to like let it go or whatever. Yeah. And Captain Pendleton is like, oh, you wanted my job all along. This is. Mm-hmm. what you wanted and it's like well yeah i guess it is now yeah that you did confirm that you sold out to the russians right so they're sort of having this the <laughs> standoff and then they look up uh-huh. and suddenly they see yeah it doesn't really get resolved does like it? a bunch of ufos coming in right and this is this is yeah there's a bunch of ufos coming in and this is basically where the episode just kind of like wraps up yeah it just peters out yeah it goes back the, the last so bit it leaves is with, a bunch of lingering the questions because mm-hmm. there's the bet right at the end yeah the alien reveals its true form to the brother jack, jack who's still yeah. in the cells and he's just like he's like yeah okay yeah jack just like okay. wants to get out of the jail cell to get and a eat some piece of pumpkin pie. Eat some pie there's a fun moment where he has like a knife and you're like oh jack's gonna go to town and kill this alien yep. lane just cuts open a piece of slice of pie mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he goes and has a slice of pie with the alien and this this has one it's this i think i, I might be wrong about this but i think this this the last bit was uh, another reference back to the conversation she'd had with yuka about inuit heritage and stuff because i think the alien had told yuka too like about how like you know these people you know, look down on you essentially and don't like you here. And then the brother had made points like you want to be like them and you're not, you're kind of not fitting Mm -hmm. in. And the alien says when he's making the offer to her that like, you know, I, we like your people 
I think he even mm-hmm. mentions that he's like, we like your people. We could make, we could put you on top again. Yeah. And that's call, again, calling back to the idea that the Inuit people were kind of sidelined and oppressed for years and treated yeah. horribly. Yeah. Um, and that's like, so the brother who has a much stronger sense of pride basically uh, sort of ac- accepted that offer is kind of yeah, how he's I like, I'm going to like you guys. Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, you know what? I'd like to see like the white people kind of get what's coming to him. <laughs> so he sits down with the alien and they eat some pie. Yeah. I'll be ruled by these alien overlords. Yeah. sounds all right to me. They said they, tr- they said they like- liked us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how bad could it be? Right. It's already bad. Is it going to be worse? It doesn't be different. Be fine, guys. Yeah. So, uh, general thoughts about what is happening. There's a lot of. Rep- I feel like there's a lot here. of things being represented in the movie by certain people. Yes. Yeah. I feel like the brothers maybe even like a little like he's like old America, of course, with the Inuit heritage. Mm-hmm. But also he's just kind of like lackadaisical and just like lets things happen around him. Yeah, he's very passive. There's even a moment where he's like in the jail cell and he like reaches for like the keys to get out and just kind of like gives up. Mm-hmm. And he's not really like trying to even get out of jail. He's kind of like a sheep or like a cow. Just some like he's like stuck in the jail cell, just like yeah, I'll just do whatever I'm told. Yeah, he's doesn't really it, matter. It's sort of like yeah, I'm he's, sure I'll get out at some point, but I'm not struggling. He any. sort of has like a broken spirit almost the whole time. He's just sort yeah. of like oh, I just can't be bothered anymore. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Captain Pendleton has kind of like a god complex. Definitely sure he wants to be important. He wants and he's like he wants respect. He talks about how like you know he's been given this great responsibility of being the captain somebody. at the station, and mm-hmm. yeah, that he's benevolent and that he's pardoning people and. Like, the mayor of the town, like, talks about, like, oh, he keeps trying to be like, oh, and that's why I'm going to make this town great is by getting more power yeah. for, the, for the town. Yeah. So everyone sort of has their position that they're they're all kind of vying to be an important person. A traveler is the media, I guess, in a way, where he's, like, telling news and lies and things to people and, like, whether they believe it or not. Sure. Yeah. He, he also might be representing directly Russia in the like presidential election of like mm-hmm. taking over um, sure. media in like yeah, and like fix, so, fixing sowing, the things, yeah, sowing, sowing seeds of doubt and, and disruption and yeah, mm-hmm. dissent. He even like says he's from Russia at some he said point. He came from Russia, yeah. He show, mentions North so. Korea at one point too or something. Yeah, he represents misinformation, but some of it's real, some of it isn't. It's like, it, but yeah, but work. there's no way to really know which no. is which. And that's what like, news media is. Is like who's telling the truth anymore <laughs> yeah right right well and it's it's funny because like you know it, the very first thing like the first lie about the car equipment like the the sheriff actually takes the time to send some people out to check that story yeah and then no one bothers checking after that like the first time they're like all right we'll check this one time oh we found out we confirmed he is lying and then he like keeps telling more lies and mm-hmm. it's still yeah a problem well it's also because like because one lie didn't work out doesn't mean that this lie didn't like yeah. work out too well, and like in the again, he changes lies with Yuka just on the fly. He's mm-hmm. like, "Which one will land? One of these will work." Yeah, and one of know. them's got to be true if I make enough of them up, yep. right? Like, I'll, I'll use um, some like coincidences or things that like probably could be true. Like, you yeah. maybe could have had an affair. Mm-hmm. I'll just say it. Like, you maybe you didn't pay your alimony, but I don't, I don't think that guy was like also like for sure like didn't. Yeah, that guy was definitely was, no. Yeah. This is definitely a lie. But you know, how but do you because, convey that yeah. in the moment? Like, mm-hmm. how do you? convey that like how aside from just saying no how do you check all these facts that mm-hmm. are like coming at you like so fast and so frequently yes, from someone that you sure. like too yeah because they especially you trust the whole this person is that you like right? him and you were having we a good trust time. media to do the right thing yes <laughs> do they always mm-hmm. twilight no. zone yeah yeah and you only making us you only, you only be sneaky <laughs> you only become distrustful once suddenly you're the target and you're like oh well now right oh, hey, come on now or when something goes against your bias or affects someone yeah. you know personally mm-hmm. so 
I just want to ask some more questions. Yeah. So, okay. So this place that that Greg Kinnear and Yuka went to, mm-hmm. this the is, energy shed. Yeah. Okay. So what what would happen to this place? Like, what are they trying to do? The implication was that they, they were going to be Russians meeting, trying there. to shut down power to the Air Force radar station. So yeah. they just shut down power through that shed. Yeah, because yeah. that controls the power for like the city. Okay. So the okay. And more so importantly, the Air Force. Aliens yeah, so are arriving in the sky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are those aliens trying to do? Do you think? Well, that's see the, my my assumption that's was that question. they were trying to. Like, that's shut, a bigger question that I'm. Like, my assumption trying to was that they were out. trying to shut down the radar station so that they could affect like a landing and no one would detect them. That was my thought, but like it, they make it clear kind of halfway through that some of the power outages in the police station are because of the traveler. Like Maybe. he's causing them because he there's like one of the be. power lights go out, everyone starts yelling and kind of getting at each other, and then he moves his hand and they come back on or something. I thought the implication was that. He was the reason there were so many actual yeah, lights going on I, and off. I, I'm time. not sure. But it's hard to say. Well, and that kind of references, again, the, the aliens or come to Maple Street or whatever it is, mm-hmm. where they were the ones they caused the blackout just to make people get paranoid or freak out and right, mess right. with them. So he was sort of doing that to the people at the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if we go to episode six way later, it feels like aliens are kind of testing us in a way. Hmm. And this was basically throughout the whole episode of sure. him like, well, that makes testing the limits him, of like what humans would do. But well, him each talking other. to Yuka and saying we like you, right? Like he, spe- he specifically says like you're right, you're so different, I, and we yeah. actually think that, you're worthy, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I felt like the alien was trying to make her like a plant so that their plan could work out. Like if you work with right. us, you work like, with us, you yeah. Won't, you won't reveal that. It's sort of a they like, live kind of thing. We're, yeah, we're becoming like a part of mm-hmm. this community, and we'll we'll help cooperate with our with our invasion. I thought that's what he was trying to offer. Yes, I think he was. Yeah. To be a leader within like the alien mm-hmm. race or whatever that was coming yeah. down to Earth. It was inevitable to happen. Yeah. Right. And he had some line that like he doesn't really seem to have like motivation. Like, why is he wanting to offer this to her? Mm-hmm. But he had mentioned something about like, I'm a worker ant like you, which has meant like he's a drone. Like yeah. he's just yeah. working he's for the, the good He doesn't really have any power. The the the, the community, mm-hmm. of his community, this alien community. So like that's his actual motivation. Yeah. So he almost seems like a scout in a way. Like he's yeah. scouting for these aliens. Yeah, he was the advanced kind of party which is again why i was like oh that makes sense that he would need to take out the power station to like so they could do the invasion but at the end like they don't actually do anything you don't get to, to the power station like no, they just yeah. ha- like matter. she confronts Kinnear at it and they're standing there when the aliens arrive but as far as we know it's still working or but right maybe the traveler can shut the power off without being there or anything it didn't really matter at all Right, there wasn't a moment where they went back to the jail, or maybe there was, because it's been a while since I've seen it. They went back to the jail, and the power just cut out and stayed out. No, power was on the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That could have been like a signifier. Okay, okay, that clicked. Now it's now like officially. like standing at the power station, like if the lights kind of surrounding the fence or something had all just gone off. And that's when they look up and see everything. But as far as I know, they just look up. Mm -hmm. Like everything's fine. They're not even that like shocked by it. Yeah, no. Part, like everyone's too yeah, infighting uh, to even notice. And what's then I'm happening like, not sure how right I'm supposed eyes. to feel about it because they they don't care as yeah. much. So, my other question is, why 
didn't the aliens just know where the shed was? This guy seems to know everything. Well, I don't think they. I don't. I think they knew. Yeah. I don't think the. I think, I don't think the location of the shed ever mattered. I think that was just another lie he told. It was just okay. him saying that because he that was another way to get you could go. So I think it was just again it, it was just him sh- playing. There's games. no yeah. There's goes, no way. What, I think the whole the time. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think the game was just testing all these people. Yeah. Because it's see again like the Maple Street where they're just like yeah. What will happen if we suddenly disrupt a small thing in these people's lives and they just turn on each other? Yeah. That's exactly kind of what he's toying with everybody in this town i think maybe my problem is just my problem like that i don't really see the full no, i don't conclusion necess- and no, i want it i don't necessarily so think this is your it might come later too I, I i think the the writing for this episode i think has been the weakest so far i think there's some parts that are strong hmm. and some I think, parts that i think i think this episode was technically sure. yeah, shot it's, very it's consistent. well i liked the, they used the same color palette I actually they kind of modified it so, you know instead of like the i think the orange and kind of teal they've been going with it, this was more red and blue more red and blue well they play with like the aurora borealis too, yeah but like, like their police that purple and blue and, and like the police car lights are like illuminating them at the end the station is very orange from all the lights they have hung up but the cells are blue and so the, they maintain the kind of color palette they've been establishing. And then, like, yeah, really cool shots of, like, the, the guy wheeling the traveler into the party. A lot of Dutch angles in this one. I thought mm-hmm. it's kind of a lot of close-ups. Because the whole, the whole first half, the f- first act of the episode is, like, all in the small little police station. So it's very contained, very small, like, set, essentially, where this takes place. Right. And then the whole opening monologue was just in the police car. You couldn't even see out the windows of like where they were driving. Like it was it it could have easily just been like the, the shell of a car and a sound stage. Mm-hmm. And because it, it's not important. It's just the conversation she's having with the brother. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so again, technically, visually, I think this was a cool episode. And I, but I think the writing was weak. And I think the they they I think Greg Kinnear did a very good job. I think he brought a lot here that could have been missed if it hadn't been someone as good as he was. Because the speech in the beginning that he gives, it's supposed to be kind of weird and not okay, but I think that could have easily just been like a, what is happening here? Because <laughs> I almost felt like that, but at the same time I was like, well, Kinnear's very good. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I also love him, so maybe I'm biased. I love Stephen Yoon. I thought he did a great he job. He did. He was yeah. great. I, yeah, again, love I think him. he did a fantastic job with, he was perfect with that for role. Mm-hmm. role. Yeah, absolutely. And this was introducing the character of Yuka. She had never done anything before. Uh, I liked her a lot. She was yeah. very she good. Was very she was a, she's a YouTube person who does like hula hoop videos. <laughs> nice. I was oh, like, really? what? How did she get cast in this <laughs> yeah, thing? That's pretty good. Because she is like the Native American. I guess that's like, it mm-hmm. helps, but. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I thought... But this episode... This episode I, I fell flat like, for me. Do you know what saved this episode? What did? Make Santa happy. Make you guys, Santa happy. <laughs> you guys remember the song that was playing in the party <laughs> when Yuka was getting the food and Steven Yoon was confronting Here. him about her gift. Oh. There's a, the royalty-free song <laughs> called Make Santa Happy. Oh, my God. It's royalty-free. <laughs> it's pl- royalty-free. It's playing in the background of this. Let me give you the big lyrics for Make Santa Happy. It's royalty-free, Brad. Just play the whole song on this podcast. This, this is going to end with this song. <laughs> oh, I love it. You got to make Santa happy if you want to get a Merry Christmas this year. When bedtime comes on Christmas Eve and you're calling it a night, just know if Santa's happy... The presents will come all right. Make Santa happy. See, that follows the themes of the episode, though. <laughs> oh, man. It weirdly follows the themes. You guys gotta make Santa happy. I mean, yeah, and, it can be Santa, oddly sexual. Santa's, what do you mean? 
you're trying to make that a point. What are I you feel saying? Like, well, no. Right. You're insinuating wow. something. <laughs> you're like that one lady who's like. Maybe I'm way up. <laughs> you, went, you went down on all the Air Force people to try and get that contract. <laughs> and then the one lady was like, oh, you you're, you would know something about going down on people, right? And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, boy. You're going to yeah. make Santa happy, guys. If, if Brad was here, he would just been like, make Santa happy. Guys, we just got to make him happy. <laughs> I make love this song. Santa it's happy. my new favorite Christmas song. <laughs> Royalty. Royalty free. free. Love it. We could play it five. Audio times jungle. <laughs> oh man! So stacking it up against the episodes we've seen thus far, I know you two have seen future. Yeah, but yeah. discounting those, essentially discounting for now. those, I, I'd so say far it's, a, it's the lowest. You think it's the, on the weakest so far? I think it's still rewatchable though. Oh, oh it's of course, Christmas absolutely. time. I definitely I think this is rewatchable. It's not rewatchable. It's great. You gotta yes. make Santa happy. And, and, and again, <laughs> it's got saying, that song in it. Saying that this is the weakest episode so far. It, isn't saying much because they've all been very good. This yeah. whole reboot has yeah. been, I think, very. I think good. the first like thirty to forty minutes of this is great, and then you kind of just want to like. That's yeah, how. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. I like yeah, the first half of this episode much better than the second half. Yeah. I like the well, the real Martian police stand up portion of this much more than the Martians come to Maple Street. So, Are they? There's Maple some Street things that thing. could probably be fixed in this episode. I I was hoping that the pardoning would pay off in some way. Yeah. In my brain, he's like an alien convict. Who's like got? He's oh, on his man. death sentence, and he was like, "But there's weird alien law Loophole, yeah. that says if anybody, if in any other any universe in any jurisdiction." Any, so he researched yeah. the whole universe and <laughs> yeah. found out about the one place Captain Pendleton's which Christmas party and it's just a joke thing. Yeah, yeah. So that, real I really like that idea. And he shows up and's like, "Hey, I need a pardon." Everyone knows oh, about And then all the me. aliens are arriving to get him because they know that he's like yeah. been running what if it from turns them out from this Siberia. Has been, this has been a thing on this planet for forever. Like everyone he's pardoned in the last like 20 years yes. has been aliens from this planet. That's a great idea. I love Cause, this Because he even says that too. It's like everybody knows about yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. And it's like it's a universe urban legend. Or it's or, or, this, like, like, or even like a hazing <laughs> thing. Like everyone's got to go, come on, bro, you got to get pardoned, bro. <laughs> like on this other planet. Yeah, I was hoping something like yeah. he, he even kind of like his mood changes after the pardon he's like happy and like glowing mm-hmm. he's like oh I finally got my pardon yeah, yeah. I kind of wish there was like I really like that, that idea I think that could have been really fun <laughs> oh man yep. that sounds really good yeah, like, yeah doesn't better. it though <laughs> that's my version of no this. I do like that a lot version. yeah mm-hmm but they didn't do it. They no, didn't. unfortunately. A little, yeah, a little weak. Jordan, come on, oh. give me a call. I'll script. I'll script doctor. Yeah, I'll doctor that script up, dog. Is he? He'll is script he? It? I'll make Santa happy. Is he <laughs> the showrunner? Make Santa happy. Make Santa happy. The song is two minutes long. It repeats the lines. Oh my god! So many times. How do you write a two-minute song? I don't think there's like I think there's a verse in the whole. thing. Was he sitting on the toilet and was like, I gotta finish this before I finish that? Make Santa happy. Oh no! Treat your Santa correctly. Yeah. Set out your gifts, hide your wives, put put your butt <laughs> under the chimney, cause Santa's coming, coming down. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> you oh, gotta make Santa happy. <laughs> so good. So good. Oh boy. I also watched the Christmas Twilight Zone, the Meek Inherit the Earth or whatever oh, that oh, one's yeah. called. It was bad. That one's terrible. Nothing, it's a happy the original ending. series. From the original series. And it's shot on video. It was shot on video. And it looks terrible. It looks awful. Oh, there's, wow. the only... there's five episodes shot on video. It looked bad. What's that episode about? He's like a drunk Santa, and it's in a town, and I don't remember because it was bad. Yeah, he's like a drunk 
Santa who like hangs out with like the orphan kids and he finds he like works in a department store, he's drunk. It's kinda like bad Santa. Yeah. Where he just like kick gets kicked out and down the street he finds Santa's bag and it just has the gift that anybody wants in it. And he goes to homeless shelter oh, and yeah. gives people like a bunch oh, of sweaters that's and that's a reference pipes and to things. this one, yeah. And then uh he got he like the police come because they think all this stuff's stolen. Mm. But when he goes back to the police like department, it's just full of trash, like nothing in it. Same. And then the department store manager goes to the police station who he kicked out of his store earlier. He's like, well, if that bag's so magical, does it have like a brandy from 1904 by this company? And he's like, well, yeah, here you go. And he's like, how was this magic bag? He says like, man, I wish I could do this all year round. That would be my one wish. And then it turns into the Santa Claus. Then he walks (laughs) a little bit forward and there's a sleigh and like an elf girl who's like, we've been waiting for you. What happened to the first Santa? What happened to the last Santa? I don't know. Oh my God. But he 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 becomes the Santa. The way you describe it sounds like a great episode, it but does. I remember it being poorly shot, poorly acted, very slow. It's not it's not bad, but it is shot. It's video, so it looks weird. Oh, 60s man. video. Oh, my God. There's a couple robot-related episodes shot on video, and I'm like, this looks <laughs> terrible. Like, you got bad robots and bad video. Yeah, I was like, if you're going to have a bad production design robot, you got to go with at least some film to cover that up. Straight up the definition of camp. Oh, no. What I described takes place over thirty minutes, though. It should have been like a little shorter. It sounds like it sounds long. like like a twelve minute short almost. Yeah, it's yeah. just too much. But it was it was fine. The story moved yeah. fine, and it had Art Carney in it, and it had the guy who played Piglet as hmm. as the department store manager. Oh, there you go. So interesting. Make Santa happy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Santa related. <laughs> You kids have presents on your mind Wondering what you're gonna find Waiting under the tree this time On Christmas Day Have you been good or have you been bad? Made your parents happy or sad? Is Santa gonna make you glad On Christmas Day? If you want your gifts brought to you Every Christmas night This is Santa's way of watching you To make sure you've done right Make Santa happy No coal in your stocking this year You gotta make Santa happy If you want a Merry Christmas this year Make Santa happy No coal in your stocking this year You gotta make Santa happy If you want a Merry Christmas this year When bedtime comes on Christmas Eve And you're calling it a night I just know if Santa's happy The presents will come all right Make Santa happy No coal in your stocking this year You gotta make Santa happy If you want a Merry Christmas this year Brought to you every Christmas night This is Santa's way of watching you To make sure you've done right Make Santa happy No coal in your stocking this year You gotta make Santa happy If you want a Merry Christmas this year Make Santa happy No coal 
than your stocking this year. You gotta make Santa happy if you want a Merry Christmas this year.